0: Hello there and welcome back. Today's episode was inspired by a call I was doing with my, the, the coaches in my mastermind and I had said something that caused one of them to say, wait a minute, you always hit your goals? And I was like, "Yup." And her saying that made me realize that that wasn't a thought that I've always believed. And so I wanted to break that down for you in today's episode, which is how I always hit my goals. Before we do that, though, I want you to think about your own life. Do you believe that thought about yourself in your business that you always hit your goals? Are there other areas that you do believe that? Maybe it's running a marathon and becoming that person who knows how to run a marathon and does it maybe it's planning a trip and pulling together all of the pieces and doing it that's a goal maybe it's a promotion you want in your job maybe it's an amount you want to weigh or a way you want to move your body it could also be something simple like I set the goal of what I was going to eat for dinner and I made it. So I want you to consider for your own self where you do believe the thought, I always hit my goals. Because while I'm going to share with you five ways that I always hit my goals and how I have think about this and have processed it, the most beneficial thing that you can do is to identify that same thing for yourself. So often in our society, we aren't taught to study us we're taught to read another book go to a webinar go to a class learn from somebody else but if you take away one thing from how i always hit my goals it's that i learn from myself i look at what did i do in the past what do i think it's going to take in the future and i learn from me And I recognize that I know the one next thing to do, and I do it. Okay, so today I'm going to share with you why I always hit my goal. And I've broken this into five reasons, right? I sat down, I asked myself the question, why is it that I always hit my goals in business now? Because that wasn't always the case, right? And so that means something changed. The way that I think about it changes, the way I've approached it changes, Something in there changed from that very first year where I didn't realize that I always hit my goals, where I didn't believe that thought yet. But doing this three years in a row now and having a business making money, there were the years without the money, but having three years of a business where I'm setting and hitting my goals, I can find so much proof for that. And so this is me sitting down, breaking it down for you and just sharing that with you so that you can learn what your brain needs to know in order to set your own goals and hit those. Okay, let's dig in. So the first way, and probably actually the pre-step, the pre-step to the five steps that I've written down is that I make decisions about the goal. And I actually almost forgot this entirely. But it it is important. So in that first year, and even before I was setting and hitting goals, I spent a lot of time making the decisions, mapping it out, thinking about how it would work, crunching the numbers, right? Dividing, multiplying, (laughs) doing all of the math that felt so necessary. And so the very first pre-step is to decide the specifics, So when I'm launching my mastermind, I know specific details. So I know how much is it, what's the start date, how many people are going to be in the group. And then I create another layer of details, which are what am I going to do in order to create this result? How am I going to go about it? But these are actually part of decisions I've already made. And this is one of the things that I teach in my mastermind. It's something my coach taught me and it's just keeping it simple Don't change a bunch of the pieces, make your decisions, and then become excellent doing those things. So, when I think about how I'm going to do it, I don't know how I'm going to create the result, right? At the end of the day, we never know the full how, but I know how I'm going to show up. I know that I'm going to write emails, I know that I'm going to post it on social media, and I know that I'm going to run ads. That's it, those three things. I might do a free training. I guess that might be another element of that and so that plan right there then just gets more detailed like okay well what am I going to do inside of that right so I make those pre-decisions what are the specifics and what are the basics of what I know I'm going to do although remember we never know what we're going to do the entire way because at some point you're going to hit where you did the stuff you were going to do and you either created the result or not And so if you didn't create the result yet, you just look at what you know to do next. So then I want to go into, right? So that's the pre-step to how I always hit my goals. But the five things, let's dig into number one, the number, well, the first way, not number one. The first way that I always hit my goals is that I believe that my goal is in my control to hit. And in that first $100,000 year for me, this belief was hit or miss. So if you don't have this belief yet, this is part of what you're building and learning to believe is that your goal is in your control. And I remember thinking, well, how do I know I can hit the goal? I don't know who's going to book a consult. I don't know if they're going to say yes. I was focused on all of the things that I wasn't in control of. I wasn't in control of knowing who. I wasn't in control of knowing the outcome of a consult. And because I was focused on that, I wasn't focused on what I could control as a part of believing that I can, can control the overall goal. So what are things you can control? And, and I wanna make sure you know, right? I In my mastermind, this is one of the things I have a list of. I'm like, this is what you're teaching your brain. You're teaching your brain to focus on the things you can control as opposed to right being aware of the other stuff, but so that when you start focusing on it, it kind of creates that little ding, ding, ding in your brain that says, oh, I'm focusing on things I can't control again. Oh yeah, okay. So you can make this list for yourself, but I'm gonna tell you some of them, right? So the things you can't control are gonna be the economy, um, I, I don't know, like the crazy stuff that happened in 2020, right? All of it, and I'm like, oh, we're not done yet for sure right? You can't control coronavirus. You can't control any of that. You can't control what happens to somebody else. You can't control who gets sick. You can't get control who dies. You can't control, right, whether your partner loses their job or not. None of that is in your control. You can't control who books the consult. You can't control whether they say yes or not, not with 100% accuracy at least. But here's what you can control. You can control how you think along the way. You can control how you think about your person, how you think about yourself, how you think about what you sell. You can control how you feel about all of those things. You can control how you feel in general, right? That's so valuable, remembering that you get to control how you feel. Because people come to me and they say, well, I feel frustrated and I feel confused and I feel um, worried. And yet they don't realize yet that all of that is optional, right? You control that. Now, if we get even more granular, you control how quickly you come back, right? How quickly you change your thoughts and feelings, how quickly you feel what's there and let it be and are able to move on when somebody says no, when somebody gets on a consult and says yes and then says no or ghosts entirely, when somebody, um, says words to you or about you when you start to do something that you were really excited about, a project, a campaign, a way to help people, and then it doesn't create the result you wanted. You were in control of how quickly you come back from that because how I think of it, and I I always draw this picture, it's like there's this straight line going across a piece of paper or a whiteboard, and that's like that determines how quickly you move and then when we have emotions that take a super high or super low, that can often slow us down. Why can the super high one slow us down? Because it actually gets tiring. It's tiring to be that high for a steady period of time, right? I think an emotion that's very high is like obsessed or they're even driven, right? It's like we don't want to feel obsessed and driven 100% of our business, not even 75%. Because when we do, and the hustle energy is very similar, when we have that high energy for a long period of time, it wears our body out, right? But it's the same on the super negative end, except the super negative end, right? When somebody says no, and then we're like, we spin in it. When we get 12 no's, when we hit our goals three months in a row, and then we don't hit the goal the fourth month or the fifth month. And then we go into that low place. And that's what slows you down, Being in that space and not being able to come back to the straight line, coming back to a neutral zone where you can go up or down, but you know where to be in the majority of the time. So the first way that I always hit my goals is that I believe it's in my control and I focus on everything that is in my control. It's in my control what I think. It's in my control how quickly I shape my thinking. It's in my control how I feel. It's in my control to notice how I'm feeling and figure out what thought is creating that. It's in my control what I do and what I don't do. It's in my control to notice, because sometimes the thing I have to notice is, oh, I want to be doing something and I'm not. It's in my control to catch myself It's in my control to set the goal and then watch and learn from myself as I go so that I can keep tweaking into the result that I want. That is all in your control. That's all in my control. That's part of how I hit my goals. The second way that I hit my goals is that I think on purpose. That's right. There's three steps when I think about all of this. It's like that I teach my clients and it's set a goal right decide the details all that reprogram your mind learn from yourself it's so simple right set a goal decide the details reprogram your mind learn from yourself so everything that you hear in here that's going to kind of be the undertone of what you hear because when I believe it's in my control that's part of reprogramming my mind the default leaning of our brains is to feel out of control, to feel at the effect of. And when I find that I'm doing that, I don't think anything's gone wrong. I'm just like, yep, that's the part where my brain wants to blame other people, forgets that I'm in control, forgets what I am in control of. And then number two, right, it's, st- it's still in line with that reprogram your brain. Think on purpose. I think on purpose about myself, This is so valuable. It's so important because most people aren't doing it. They think of thought work. They think of their mind and they just let it run wild and do whatever it wants. No, you teach your mind how and what to think about. It truly is an undisciplined child and you're teaching it how and what to think about. My first experience with this, I don't know if it was my first, but I, I really feel the impact of it. Because I, I haven't listened to a lot of guided meditations, uh, but I do enjoy those. But it was the ocean. When I sat there sitting in the ocean, well, not in the ocean, but you know. When I sat there in front of the ocean and I felt and I heard the waves, it was like it was a meditative state instantly. Like there was no thoughts in that zone. And I think that in that space, my mind realized like, oh, (laughs) the highest place that I can be in my body and feel emotions is when I have no thoughts. So sometimes thinking on purpose means having no thoughts. And other times it's deciding on purpose what those thoughts are. So I mentioned I think on purpose about myself. Your brain, just like mine, is going to forget who you are, who you decide that you are. And it's gonna, right, other people tell us who they think we are. And sometimes we want to take that. Sometimes somebody says something to me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. I definitely want to believe that about myself. But I'm not, right? It's not because I couldn't believe it. Sometimes it's just literally it never occurred to me. And so you have to remind your own brain by actively thinking about who you are. That could be writing it down. That could be listening to an audio that reminds you who you are. That could be thinking it through, why you decide you are that person, how it's true that you're that person. Even your accomplishments, your brain won't remember them. And so when you're moving forward and you set this new goal, sometimes the brain's just like, oh, I don't know. It's probably never going to happen. Versus like when I think about, I don't, I don't reference the past, but because I, I drilled it into who I am and right it's just become who I am when I think about cool things that I've done like setting a goal and doubling it every month that first four months of my hundred thousand dollar year changing nothing but my thoughts not doing anything more just saying like okay if you guys all say it's my thoughts I'm gonna I'm gonna hyper focus on that while everybody else was trying to solve all the other problems they their brain suggested they had I was like you say it's my thoughts okay that's what I'm gonna do Head down, focused on that. And so I taught myself who I was, even from creating and hitting that result. Starting at $1,500 a month to $3,000 to $9,000 to, I think it was eighteen dollars or $19,000 that fourth month. After having a $6,000 month the year before. Right? So I had to teach myself who I was. And in that moment, I taught myself that I'm the person who creates with their mind. I am the person who doesn't have to do more, but I taught myself that through how I thought about myself. I purposely think about what I sell and the impact of it. I think about, now sometimes I think about my clients and how I see it impact them, but sometimes I just spend time thinking about how, what I sell, right? Coaching the work that I do inside of somebody's mind, the emotional impact of all of it, the ability to set goals and hit them in your business, the impact of growing a business, not just on you and your own mind, but the far reaching impacts of it. But I see the impact in my own family. And then I feel that possibility for my future clients, for my my current clients. And those are little details like my 16-year-old having a coach and the way she speaks about her mind, the way she understands her emotion, shifting. And when I see that, I'm just in awe because I created that, right? I was the domino that started that. And so when I think about my clients... And my future clients, I know that when they say yes to doing this work on their brain to build their business, that what they're really saying yes to is a domino effect that they literally can't even fathom the impact of. I couldn't have fathomed it. My husband is getting ready to um, stop working, which he's he has been because of coronavirus, but like officially with his boss. And being home and the impact of that. The impact of him being able to spend this next stage of his life doing the thing he wants to do, being with his family, and like exploring the stuff he has an interest in. There is an impact to that. And it might seem simple and maybe like, well, like, is that really that big of a deal? But it is to him, right? So yes, this work I think about, right? When I'm thinking on purpose, I think about what I sell, and I think about the impact of it. And part of how that I find that emotion and that possibility for others is I spend time finding it in myself. The other thing that I think purposely about is my person existing. Now, when I set out all my details, one of the little tricks and hacks that I do, I, I learned this from a sales coach, Renee, years ago. And so I get out a giant sticky note. I love them. And I, I number, right? So if it's my mastermind, I'm numbering my spots. But again, you guys, you can do this with one-on-one clients as well. I number the spots and I, I visualize myself filling those names in. I visualize each of those lines being people. I think I mentioned this in a, another podcast. I visualize them sitting around me in my office, which gets a little crowded. And they're in chairs, and I can't see who they are, right? So it's like I know they're humans, I know they're a woman who's a coach in a chair, but I don't get to know who they are. Maybe they're, you know what, this is actually, they used to have something on their head, but that seems a little bit Klu Klux Klan-y, so we're gonna go with they're just facing away from me. And as soon as they send their money, as soon as they're in, they just, the chair turns around, and I know who they are, and I know their name, and I write it on that board, right? But there's a core, like there's the action of what I'm doing, but then there's the why. When I believe my people exist, I don't stop talking to them. Hear that. Because there have been other launches that I've done that I've been like, oh yeah, but I mean, I didn't hit the goal. Should I keep going? Because I wasn't believing as my number one priority that my people exist. And when I'm not believing that, Right, It's easy to give up on the goal. It's easy to be like, well, I mean, the time frame is up. I guess it's up then. I guess I have everybody I need. I guess this is perfect. I guess I'll just change my thoughts to feel good about what I have created. So obviously feel good about what you've created the whole time and be committed to the result. And so when I spend time purposely thinking that my people exist and that I'm only speaking to them, because this is another important element of this, why I always hit my goals. When I was in my last mastermind launch and it was the Friday before and I had two spots left and I had two people who were saying, yes, I want those spots. And they were clients and previous clients. And so I felt pretty like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna fill those spots. But right, the chair hadn't churned yet. I wasn't done selling until every chair had churned, And so what did I do? I didn't speak to the whole world. I didn't even speak to my entire mailing list. I spoke via email to those two people that I knew were sitting in a chair and that it was my responsibility to turn that chair. It was my responsibility to speak to them, to communicate, to speak to their thoughts, to speak to where they're at, to speak to where they want to be and to compel them to want to do this work with me. They already want to do the work, but right, finish that process of them wanting it and doing it. That was my responsibility. But that came from me believing that my person exists. And then the other part of purposely believing is purposely believing that my goal is done. So I want you to think about it. Just like the side of a coin, you could believe, oh, I'm going to hit a tail. You could also believe I'm going to flip it and have heads. Either way, right? They're both right. (laughs) They're both wrong. It's the same thing with your goal. You could believe you're going to hit the goal. You could also believe you're not going to hit the goal. But why would you choose to believe you're not going to hit the goal? That doesn't make any sense. And some of you, your brain's like, but I should be realistic. No. I mean, this isn't on here, but I'm never realistic. When you are thinking on purpose, you are not being realistic. If you wanna be realistic, I mean, I live in the Midwest. So if you wanna be realistic, realistically, you're gonna, your family is gonna make $50,000 a year. You're gonna live in a 100, 200, $300,000 house. You're probably, in our area, you're probably gonna work in a factory or you're gonna get a college degree and you're gonna do something with that. Realistically, you're gonna go on one or two vacations a year, but your boss is really gonna dictate that Because, you know, you don't get all the time in the world. And we don't want you to be realistic. You don't want to be realistic. So when you're thinking about, I can either choose to believe my goal is done, that I hit my goal, or I can believe that you don't. I just choose to believe I hit the goal. And then I visualize it as done. And I spend time thinking about it. And I put myself there. How will I, well, okay, no, that's another one. I won't tell you that, (laughs) right? So I purposely think about myself. I purposely think about what I sell and the impact of it. I purposely think about my person existing and I think about my goal as done. The third reason that I always hit my goal is that I watch my mind. I expect it to not believe and I clean it up. Right? So if we remember back to the three steps, set a goal, reprogram your mind, learn from yourself. This is part of reprogramming my mind. My default is that if I've never done it before, then of course, like, well, why would I think I could do it? There is no evidence. There is no proof. And so sometimes your mind is going to go back to that. It's going to doubt. It's going to be uncertain. And it's your job to watch for that stuff, to expect it. To not be shocked. Because I I think that was the thing that used to happen to me is when my brain would start to doubt, when I would feel uncertain and confused in the middle of a launch, I thought, oh my gosh, something has gone wrong. And so then I would spend a bunch of time trying to figure out what's gone wrong and why this was happening and shouldn't I be beyond this and what's happening here rather than just accepting, yeah, this is part of it. There's going to be times when I have high belief and there will be other times when I don't. And the quicker you let those both be there and exist, the quicker you accept that that's how your mind is going to work, the easier it will be for you to jump between the two. Right? I think of it as railroad tracks. They're parallel. They're like three feet apart. That's how belief and disbelief are. They're both there. They're both very neutral. Right? There's never anybody who's like, oh yeah, left railroad track. Mm, So good. (laughs) No, they're just both there. They're both part of the process to get where you want to go. Being who you are right now has an element of, like, I know what I'm capable of. I've done that before. I don't know if I can do that next big thing. I want to, right? But the belief is like, no, I'm totally doing this. I'm not stopping until it's done. Of course I'm going to do this. So the third way that I always hit my goals is that I'm watching my mind, I'm accepting how it behaves, I'm expecting it to deviate, and then I'm cleaning it up. The fourth way that I always hit my goals is that I I go to the future, right? We kind of talked about this and how I think on purpose, but I go to the future where the goal is done. I find out how I'm going to think, how I'm going to feel when the goal is done, and I practice staying in that space. Now, as I mentioned with the railroad track analogy... I'm going to come in and out of it. I'm not always going to be that future version of me, that version of me who hit the goal. But that's what I'm practicing doing. Because I think what we think is that when we hit the goal, something will be different. That we will be different, that we'll feel different, that we'll be happier. This is why I love to focus on emotion. Because if you create a $100,000 business feeling guilty and shame and self-pressure and... Um, just like very uncomfortable, worried, frustrated, doubt, like thinking it's all a fluke, not knowing how you're in control. You won't know how to create another hundred thousand dollars without feeling the exact same way. So you are teaching your mind. How do I think I'm going to feel when I create the result that I want? Oh, I think I'm going to feel proud and accomplished I think I'm going to feel calm and present and lighthearted and just like enjoyment. Yeah. That's your work then to feel now. You even ask yourself, what am I going to be thinking? Like when I'm feeling those emotions, what am I going to be thinking? And your mind is going to tell you something like, I did it. I can, I create my results. I create results with my mind, I have a powerful mind. Anything is possible. I make it happen. It's up to me. Right? Do you see how I've developed these powerful thoughts? Because the thing is, is once you start telling yourself that, it's totally brainwashed. So, right, as soon as you start brainwashing yourself that way, once you start thinking from the place of what am I gonna be thinking, you're purposely telling your brain what to think. And there will be times that maybe it's like you you need those thoughts more than others, that your brain is gonna forget. There's gonna be lots of times your brain's gonna forget, in fact. You're teaching it how to believe those thoughts then and now. Because that's the cool thing. No matter what's true then, it's probably true now. It's true now. And when you hit your goal, nothing is gonna be different. You are still gonna be the same person. And so if you don't change how you're feeling and how you're thinking, you're going to get there and you're going to be the exact person you are now. Except you would have gone through the like misery and hard part of trying to do it, feeling awful and thinking awful thoughts. So the fourth way that I always hit my goal is that I think and feel now with how I think I'm going to feel in the future. And sometimes there's tweaks, right? Like we don't know 100%. But as you get closer and closer to the goal, your mind is going to give you some new thoughts and feelings. You're going to find them. You're going to try them on. You're going to test them. You're going to be like, yep, that one really helps me keep moving. And then the fifth and final way that I always hit my goals is that I stay focused on the goal. This sounds really elementary. (laughs) In fact, when I first made this list, it had four. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is actually really important. I stay focused on my goal. This is part of, I I give my clients homework, right? It's a daily piece of work that they can do to work on their mind, to stay focused on their goal. And so part of that work is remembering what the goal is, feeling the possibility of the goal, taking your mind to the place where the goal is done and building out those thoughts your mind will forget that you have a goal. It will forget why you want the goal. It will think that the reason you want the goal is for lots of reasons like, oh, I really want the money, or I really want this or that, or I really want to help people. But what if hitting and having the goal was just about, I want to grow into the person who has that goal. I want to grow into the person who can set that goal and do it. I'm not that person yet, but I want to be them. I think it's fun. And then the side benefit is we help people and we make money. Those are really cool things. But I think I get almost as much of a hit from the growth, from growing myself, from feeling in control of myself and what I create. I think actually one of my worst fears growing up in, you know, manufacturing factory type places, um, communities, and I think my fear was that I was just going to do the same thing forever. That I was going to look up one day and I was going to be stuck in a life that I just kept repeating the same thing over and over again. And I didn't want that. And so when I think about being in control of creating the results that I want, I feel in control of the life that I'm going to have. And so the fifth way that I always set my goals is I stay focused on my goals. I set and hit goals just for the fun of it for the fun of growing who I am the fun of stretching my mind the fun of creating new and different problems that's all fun to me of solving the problem right cuz i mean hitting a goal is i mean it's it's like a puzzle it's like a game i really i like to think of it as a game really and it's like when it just becomes a game it's like oh i like to play games and so you just make growing the business, the journey part, a game. Because you're gonna, when you set the goal, when you hit the goal, you're gonna like you're gonna feel the difference of having that goal for like mm, maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. Think about the last goal you set and hit. You probably didn't bask in it unless I was your coach telling you, oh my gosh, bask in that. But what most people do is they set the goal. They spend some chunk of time, let's go with 95% in process of creating the result. And then you have that 5% where you hit it. Don't make that 5% so valuable that you make the 95% miserable. Instead, learn how to make it all both good, miserable, and fantastic, right? The 50-50. You're going to have all the emotions. But when you know that your goal is about having all the emotions... It's about the growth. It's about you learning how to set and hit your goals. You get to approach it so much more differently. And then I would say a bonus sixth thing because I was telling you about my process, right? Set a goal. Reprogram your mind. Learn from yourself. If there was a sixth thing, it would be learn from yourself. Don't learn from somebody else. Learn from you first. Now, Even as I say those words, there's such a valuable place to learn from others. I couldn't have done this on my own. I spent two years hiring people, like joining like little programs, um, hiring one-off coaches for strategy, trying to like creating new funnels, trying to solve what I thought was the problem. First, it wasn't until I joined my coach's mastermind that I really experienced and figured out how to use this work in business how to create the results that I wanted, how to use and shape my own mind to create what I wanted. And so, yes, I say, don't look outside of yourself, but there's also like, there's the balance of that. And it's like, I couldn't have done it. And so I do believe that there is a part where sometimes people think they can do it. I I don't know about that, right? I'm like, oh, I know for sure I couldn't have done it. Or maybe it would have taken a super long time. But what I do as a primary thing that I add with all of it, right? So I'm learning from my coach. I'm getting my mind coached. I'm all those things, but I'm learning from myself in real time. So when I'm launching, when I'm right, anytime you set a goal, when I'm setting a goal and I'm going after it, I'm watching myself. I'm looking at, it could be so simple, right? If you get to the end of a day and you're like, okay, What helped today? What might not have helped me reach my goal? And if you just look at those two things, what did I think today? What did I feel? What did I do that helped me get closer to my goal? What didn't help me get closer to my goal? What was I thinking? What was I feeling? What did I do or not do? And if you're aware of that day-to-day and you just let it be that simple, because sometimes the thing that didn't help the thing that keeps you from hitting your goal is not seeing something. I remember this, it was my um, I don't remember if it was the first or second year of money, but it was it was in November and I had the thought it's not working. And I had that thought almost the whole month. And then when I got to the end of the month and I was learning for myself and I was evaluating the month, I saw that thought and I was like, oh I still created like eight or nine thousand dollars, so it must have been the first year. But I thought, oh, I created that money with that thought there the whole time. And so had I been watching my mind and learning from myself, I could have pulled that thought out quicker and I would have created different results. Now, there's no regret. There's no like, oh, it would have been better, right? Because then comes the shame and the like, I should have. So when I think about learning from myself, I'm just constantly like, what can I learn so that I can keep facing forward and making the tweaks. So the seven things, right? The pre one, make the decisions. How do I always hit my goals? I make the decisions about what the goal is and I don't change them. The second way is, you know, the first way, the real first way, that was the pre way. I believe that my goal is in my control to hit. The second thing I do is I think on purpose. The third reason I always hit my goals is I watch my mind and I expect it to deviate. The fourth reason I always hit my goals is that I go into the future where it's done. I gather in those thoughts and feelings and I think and feel them now. The fifth way that I always hit my goals is I stay focused on the goal. And then the bonus sixth way is that I learn from myself. As I go, I learn from me. Okay, that's this week's episode on how I always hit my goals. And I hope that there's something in here that you take away to help you set your goals and hit them.